Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 144, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck Rush Limbaugh, fuck Fox Sexton, fuck Ben Shapiro. Uh, It's Thursday, July 30th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Twinkle, twinkle, Jack O'Brien, pasty, white, translucent thighs. <laughs> Free them from their denim cage. They need sunlight and a shape. Twinkle, twinkle, Jack O'Brien, please take care of your sweet thighs. Oh. That is courtesy of Samboni Zamboni. And I am thrilled Beautiful. to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wide world. Easy to get by if your name's Kyle. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wide world. Not as hard to get by if the police are on your side, girl. All right. Thank you to Christy Yamaguchi Maine. Kyle. That crispy meme D for that yummy Yusuf Islam wide world cover. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant Sarah June. Oh, baby, baby, it's a Sarah June. I'm stake. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. Yeah, I think the fun um, of singing that song is just doing the beaner Absolutely. Sarah, how yeah. are you? How have you been? I'm good. I actually have a guy coming to get my chickens right now. You got a guy oh. coming to get your chickens? Yeah, I got a I had to get rid of some roosters. I have to get rid of some roosters. I rem- and he's coming right now. And I was like, Can you wait? And he was like, No. <laughs> he's like, No, <laughs> no I need these roosters. It's like I'm on my way. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I remember now. that was a, a little issue. You were trying to sort out. You got the roosters. Yeah. You're like, what do I do with these roosters? So are you what's your what number of chickens are you going to what's the and balance? what would you be left with? What are we looking so at? So I I have I hatched eight chickens. Four oh, wow. of them turned out to be roosters. Ooh. Four hens, four roosters, real gender equity on right. on my on my staff. Yeah. Uh they're my, I call them my writing staff. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm the head writer. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> numbers. Yeah. And uh yeah, we have great numbers and we're actually going to get rid of three men today. So um great. we're going to be the most progressive writing One staff. On four. In right. Los Angeles, yeah, one on four. Your apiary got ratioed. Uh, that <laughs> that ratio was not good. Um, you know you what an apiary is? Isn't that what it is? Nope, that's a bee. That's bees. Bees. That's right. That's bees, honey. <laughs> and, like, oh, are, bees. Are chickens Dude. not bees? <laughs> mm, actually, I'm, I'm not so sure. Confused. I mean, I'm not going to chicken of the that. sea, bumblebee, yeah, tuna. Yeah. Therefore, mm-hmm. same thing. I just like chickens, fish, bees. Sarah, your approach was like annoyed preschool teacher. It's like, oh, is that what an apiary is? <laughs> oh, all right. So, Jack, why don't you sit the fuck down? Because I'm the teacher and you're four years old. Um, next, kids. Do we know the difference? Okay, actually, before I get started, do we know the difference between a bee and a chicken? Everyone? Okay, good. <laughs> oh, they I think both you're thinking fly. of what? You're Wait. thinking of aviary, Jack, aviary. but that's incorrect because chickens also don't, don't fly. fly. So what is just a good old chicken coop? Chicken coop. It's a coop, baby. A, it's a coop. coop de ville. Uh, it's a coop and yeah. a roost. And what you can only have, you're saying, what was the balance? You can only have one rooster, correct? In LA County, yeah, as like backyard chickens, like ordinances, you can only have one rooster per coop. Oh, but what was the deal with the safety? Because you're saying like roosters are out here violating like okay, the numbers. So here's or, what something- was that the thing? Here's something that I found out, and this is related to my underrated for today, by the way. Um, okay. Well, then maybe we'll relate. Maybe we'll get into we'll re- that. We'll get yes. into it later. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll tell you guys good. all about that. Before we do that, we are going to tell the listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. Uh, Louis Gomer is uh, <laughs> positive Put some for COVID. Class on that. Um, yeah. Or is it Gomert? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Hey, his it's name. Gomert. I oh, like Gomer, dude. <laughs> Louis Gomer. Louis Gomer, uh, yes. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Michigan, Trump's relation to Michigan as uh, it relates to the Electoral College. Uh, we are going to talk about who these tech execs really want to win this upcoming election. Uh, we'll talk about America's frontline doctors uh, and just kind of 
touch on them, where they, uh, what, what their beliefs are, where, where, uh, how much we should be listening to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a segment of a cool thing I heard on another podcast. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are really scraping the barrel here. Yeah. <laughs> we just we'll miss being in an office. PPP we're just scams. turning shit we do in the office into a segment. That's right. And then Miles is going to open a cold brew real slow. <laughs> uh, but first, sorry, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, uh, for my search history, I have recently been searching Zoom China. Uh, and that's a great search. It's a great search to do. Good to find out. Um, and it turns out that uh, the Chinese government spying on you through Zoom and TikTok is actually still less invasive than the American government spying on you <laughs> through TikTok and Zoom and Instagram and Facebook right. and your telephone. So I feel much better now about right. the amount of information just <laughs> about me and my buying habits streaming around the world. Right. I like to imagine like every time I make an Etsy purchase, it's like the butterfly effect. You know, I hit <laughs> right. click on that vintage caftan and Ooh. just... All of this information streams around the world like gusts of wind. You know, it's the new nature. My yeah. my purchase history. Yeah, it's actually sometimes an interesting I'm... point. Like the the world is so connected that li- it's just pure chaos. There's a there's yeah. no controlling anything. Yeah, just clicking something this... sets off a chain of like nine thousand macros and algorithms. <laughs> this like... is why all your Facebook ads are so off the wall. You're like, why would they? Why would they advertise this to me? And right. it's like there's a there's an algorithm, you know, and every time you click, you're like resetting feeding the it, algorithm, yeah. feeding mm. the algorithm. So yeah, every time I uh I buy, you know, a VHS copy of Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke on eBay or whatever. Yeah. Um just They get huge, the wrong idea my, about you. They get the wrong idea about me. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry I was saying they say it's dead stock and new in the wrapper, but it never is. It never is. <laughs> The barcode's scratched off. You're like, it's a promo copy you got that's still damaged, and I will get that perfect copy. Um, yeah, I think I do the same thing when I'm high on the God's internet is I think of, like, the shit that I look at, and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I need to, like, follow another sports team online more vigorously. So if I ever, like, Absolutely. was on the lamb and they're like, look, if this guy searches Arsenal, weed, and anything to do with, like, basketball, like, it's this is the guy. This is yeah. like instead of a wanted poster with your face on it, there's just a search poster term. with a list of your search yeah. terms. Yeah. They're like, this guy's probably wearing a hat, wears soccer jerseys, is going to talk about being from the Valley incessantly and like how like OG Kush <laughs> is overrated because it was talked about in rap too much and there are other Whoa, strains of weed. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Now we're getting into well, controversial look, territory. Yeah, look, but what I mean to say is that there are more strains of Kush than OG. And I think That's OG correct. just became a OG just became synonymous with Kush, whatever. Thank yeah, you. and it sounds cool. And you see, know, look, OG, now the OG now Kush. the NSA oh, they're grabbing me. Now I gotta go. <laughs> Whoa. <grabbing> <laughs> Here they are. Guys in Here black they are. Suits and sunglasses just burst into Miles Room. Yeah. Uh what is something you think is overrated, Sergeant? Well, here we go. Here we're gonna get into a little bit more of, of the dark stuff. I know you guys love to have me, comedian Sarah June, on here to yeah to, to yell at you mm-hmm. about plunge um, the depths of the human psyche. We already got soul. had the yeah. apiary smoke show. So yeah. right. I mean, first of all, you're doing it wrong because you're putting your birds in an apiary. And yeah, that's incorrect. I'm really squishing them in. You're there. Already brought the darkness. Yeah. Making my birds live in a flat screen. Mm. Um, I'm not getting any honey from these birds. Uh, <laughs> That's overrated. This is like black and white honey that comes out, and it tastes awful. <laughs> uh, overrated. Husky Pomeranians. You guys need to fucking stop with designer breeding. I don't know Ooh. who all you are, but I have seen too many fucking Husky Pomeranian mixes in my Craigslist searches for puppies I will not adopt. Here's the fucking thing. When I came on this podcast a few months ago to talk about how I had chickens, some people replied to let me know that roosters were extremely violent and would rape and murder hens. Um, And that's why, you you know, you had to have tremendous amounts of hens to one rooster or else the rooster will just like go crazy. I did some research because this was very upsetting to me. And I found out that this kind of aggression in roosters is not natural and is the result of selective breeding. Uh, it is a, it is an unintended side effect of selective breeding for other traits like being fast growing, having large breasts, um, and uh, like not you know not developing certain kinds of diseases. Right. So 
the ro- the chickens that I have, there is a very low probability, number one, that the roosters will turn out to be as aggressive. But the point is that when you selectively breed animals for certain traits, you are also breeding for other traits. And usually those traits are like... Ones you don't want. Neurological dysfunction. Yeah. Sure, sure. Right, right. Yeah. So that's why... That's why purebred dogs are so much more nervous and prone to developing different types of diseases than mutts, you know, or, or you know, like just dogs Inter- that are interbred. Yeah, interracial people, yes. Interracial people. <laughs> Famous. Um, interbred dogs. Yeah. But like, and when it comes to designer breeding, what you're doing, especially with this absolute monstrosity that is the Husky Pomeranian. And let me say this. First of all, very cute. Very Holy cute dog. Holy shit. I'm just looking Absolutely. at him right now. Yeah. You're looking v- at a, What you're looking at here is a look. mini- Mini husky. It's cute. Yeah. But a Pomeranian is not a healthy dog, mm. and <laughs> it is not good. Yeah, That's Miles right. just saw one. <laughs> 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 All right. Now think about its joint problems, Miles. Yeah, fuck that. No, nah, I don't care. That's evil. Yeah, nuts. It's, it sucks, because I'm like, well, cute little, little husky puppy, and then I realize it's, a, it's actually a fully yeah. grown husky Pomeranian mix. And then it's and, like, kill me. <laughs> I mean, dude, pugs can't give birth naturally. Like, pugs, they have to have cesareans because they can't give va- birth vaginally because they're so bred. And the bred. breathing and issues. Bred. Like, I had a friend who had a bulldog who was like, you know, they had to breed that flat-ass face, and it was like yes. the end of its life was so horrific sounding. I'm like, yes. your dog is dying, and it's like fucking up our mushroom high in your backyard can you do something about it oh my god it? that's the worst thing to hear when you're high on mushrooms yeah, is like, a dying dog yeah <laughs> and you're um, looking at it and it's like eyes its own body. yeah and their yeah. eyes are watering and it's like please just help me sir <laughs> and I'm like tripping so I'm like yes I will sir tell me yeah. where to take you <laughs> Oh, cemetery. <laughs> yeah, like, and what's really fucked up and and truly overrated about these dogs is like nobody's getting a husky pomeranian. People people are breeding big dogs to be smaller so that they can get them in an apartment building that has weight limits, right? <laughs> or wow, travel right. with them, or yeah, sure. or travel yeah. with them. They're portable, yeah. And that's really fucking shitty, and it's really irresponsible, and. It is not okay to get a dog when you cannot care for that dog. And it's even worse to interbreed a dog and do designer breeding to get a certain look and not think about the health of the dog and the needs of the dog. And it just makes me so fucking mad every time I see one of these cute-ass puppies. And I, they're so cute and they make <laughs> me so upset. Right. right. You're like, what's going on? You're like, I love this. And then it's a tragedy, but it's yeah. also cute and I want to. I love it and it. I hate it. And I will Underrated give it a better and overrated. Home. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. It's like, I want to give it a little kiss on its tiny little head, but then I'm just like, huskies need to be bigger than that. Huskies need a lot of room, you know? Like, they're especially, especially in LA, this is a thing with like people get huskies and they don't know how much work no. they are. They're really smart dogs. They're really big. They're very good at getting out. You have to have a very high fence, you know, like they have a very strong prey instinct. And I just can't tell you how many fucking ads I've seen of like, we got a husky and we didn't realize that we would need to walk it it every day. We didn't realize. Yeah, we didn't realize what it was. We didn't fucking Google it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just saw one on a walk and we're like, that's beautiful. You know, just to like, you know, be cultural historians, do we, how far back do we take this mini dog trend? Because I feel like Paris Hilton made it like standard rich person accessory. Well, it goes all the way back to the Chinese emperor. Right, right, right. But I'm thinking like in now, like sort of Mm -hmm. how modern, like the modernity in modernity and how we're looking at it now, like how that's really sort of reasserted itself as like this. Like sort of class Paris, signifier yeah. almost too, where it's like dogs Paris are putting also a chihuahua. Special. Yeah, but Paris putting a chihuahua in a purse was like a very big. This is an accessory thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and then yeah, it it is designer. It's being designed for its looks and without any conception of what what the what its insides are like or what the experience and, of like, the dog is. People be don't. Like. People don't just want to get chihuahuas a naturally small dog, right? Because they're very nervous and. <laughs> Like, and their heads yeah, are all big. Well, I, think I don't like cute, that big ass brain on them. The other thing about Chihuahuas is they're way less nervous in like the wild or when they're feral because they run in packs. They run in packs of like eight or yeah. ten, and they can oh, take yeah. down a coyote. So if you put a Chihuahua with a bunch of other Chihuahuas, I mean, immediately it's, it's chaos. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then later <laughs> when they bond, they're like they help each other, and that's Not why like fun one to Chihuahua have around the house, but it's. 
<laughs> it's natural. <laughs> They're safer. Right. Yeah, when a chihuahua is like barking all the time, it's because it's like, I'm the only fucking chihuahua here. <laughs> hello? 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 Oh, that's hello, what it's saying. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys aren't going to bite anyone. Yeah. Um, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated, um, I'm going to say rescue dogs. Who rescued okay. who? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> it was a rescue dog. Whoa. I never thought yeah, about that. About who that? did rescue the more you who? Know. When you Sometimes think about... I think who taught who because right. the dogs teach me English uh, and I teach them. The dogs dog. teach you Farsi. English. <laughs> yeah, dogs taught me Farsi. I speak Farsi now thanks to my dogs. <laughs> I do. I've been underrated getting a fucking dog, dude. Dogs rule and I really want one and I can't have one right now. Um but I want one so bad. And I've just noticed a lot of people getting dogs in quarantine because it's like, it is a good time to get a dog if you're going to get one because everybody's home more and stuff. It's very good for like, especially for a dog that needs like an adjustment period, you know, Mm -hmm. separation, anxiety and stuff. Underrated dogs. Have you guys thought about them? Have you seen them? I love them. Love dogs. I love them. Love animals. I like animals. They're cute. Yeah, they're cute. They're really nice. They love you. I had a very, I had a visit with a very, very nice dog, a very large dog, a golden retriever mastiff mix. Wow. That was so beautiful. Oh and just a God. sweet dog. This dog, I've never seen a dog that looked like a teddy bear. Like his his face looks like a fucking teddy oh, bear. It's like so like fluffy and like overgrown. Like the features are kind of like he had, he had a little rounded. bit of a trip, but oh. it's just like light brown and just like teddy bear eyes and big nose. And he was just like. Holy oh, he was shit. so cute. And he I'm was like a big right dog now. that never barks. And he would just like come up and put his head on you. And his name is Toast, and I love him. Yeah. I think let's just do another podcast like this. Sorry, this <laughs> yeah. talks about let's dogs you've seen. And Jack and I are like, what? Oh, oh man, no. Shit. Like yeah. a teddy bear. So oh, fuck, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of where some content is going to be headed with people just sort of like needing to yeah. purely escape Second from screen. like everything. Where it's just sort of like, totally. I don't know. There's this thing where it's like you're overhearing these like, I don't know. It's like you're at a coffee shop and there's three people who are way too excited about dogs talking about it. <laughs> it's a second screen content for just wasting time on the internet. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Aww. Oh, Aww. shit. That's so cute. This is why you know people have all these Instagram accounts for their cats and dogs and, you know, they yeah. get the follows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. And then uh, you meet those people us. who it's are just... there, but then they're like bitter though when they're like, they're like, actually, just follow that like account. I'm like, that's a dog account. Like, that's like my dog, but it's got like 15,000 followers on it. So, like, <laughs> just like follow me on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. The cheat code. Like, did hey, you yeah. What's the... your Insta? Oh, just follow my dog. Oh, yeah, I'll put yeah. all my shit on there. He'll tell you everything you need to know. It's a uh, pom poms <laughs> with two Z's. He's actually yeah. got some really radical leftist viewpoints that uh, yeah. he shares on his Instagram that. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? People think you need to pay for weed, and it's not true. Oh, it's it. fake. Yeah, grow it. Oh, grow oh, you gotta it. gotta pay for weed. I yeah, thought you meant it. just, like, deal it and then hang out at people's house oh, break even. let you smoke. Find some, <laughs> hey, find some kids at the rich private school, and then you tell them that you get weed straight from the people from the medical club, and then you sell it <laughs> to them at a 5X markup, but then you Whoa. leave it in the bottle because they trip off that. And then they call you every time, and look at you. Now you're rocking at least five Michelin S throwbacks that you can buy a month with your drug income. I mean, guys, it's, it's that simple. What is it, 2002 all over in here? It's uh, easier than ever now to sell drugs to children. <laughs> kids, um, I always talk about how easy like kids have it now like with dispensaries and things like that. Like. It was really a skill to go buy drugs, like well, to yeah, meet people. Well, yeah, this is the problem. To uh, like navigate some like you had to have social skills. Now yeah. nerds can smoke pot too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or even if you didn't, man, like because I remember, you know, uh, back when I was, uh, you know, a street entrepreneur, you would interact with people who were like, they were they were probably taking anxiety medication to meet you in a CVS parking lot, uh, but they were like, <laughs> but I gotta get I gotta get these trees, man. I gotta get these trees. Right. But yeah, the kids, man, they don't know they don't know that struggle. Now they just they know, know about well, not going to school face to face with people. I'll I'll be honest with you, dude. I didn't I didn't have very much of a struggle because I grew up in Northern California. So, you know, it's just grows out of the sidewalk there basically. Yeah. No, I just but, meant more like, yeah, like when you had to go like meet somebody, like if your your connect was dry, you know you had to go somebody yeah. else, you know, like that mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. Real problem solving. Real problems. <laughs> problems here in the valley. Off of the pavement, though, guys. Don't just no. pick up. Well, just do it. Uh, make sure there's make sure there's a good amount of Roundup on it. I'm Any, busting that yeah. Anything uh, that you would suggest to the the burgeoning weed grower out there? Not that we can recommend it, but if they did, uh, uh, chicken shit, man. 
Chicken, <laughs> that honey. It's good. Yeah, that honey. It's yeah. working. It's working. milk and honey. Uh, yeah, it's good. I got some pumpkins going too. I got a couple pumpkins this year. You got a pumpkin growing? I got two pumpkins growing. How long Damn. does it take for a pumpkin to grow? About four months. Okay. My, yeah, in my mind from, it felt from, like a, a long from place. Like, uh, it is. Yeah, it's pretty long. Um, yeah, they're they're growing. I'm really excited because we, you know, we have a black cat, and so I'm gonna take some fucking pictures oh, around Halloween. Him in the pumpkin patch. You guys, I'll I'll send them to you. No, listeners, listeners deserve this content. You know, we're all oh, yeah. in pandemic. We've all lost our jobs. A third of us are about to get evicted. But goddamn it, you're gonna see a fucking black cat in a pumpkin patch. If I have anything <laughs> to say about it, and it's gonna be real. No, not some clip art bullshit. Yeah, a not pumpkin some fucking I grew Photoshop. And my fucking cat. That's my black cat. God damn it, right. That <laughs> pumpkin has leaves on it. But that's actually something I haven't thought about a lot since uh, weed was legalized is like the very first thing I heard about like a, a legalize it argument was from my ninth grade social studies teacher who was like, hell yeah. The only reason that alcohol is legal and weed isn't is because it's hard to make good alcohol at your house so they can tax that. But if uh, they legalized weed, people could just like grow it. You can grow that in your bathtub. You can grow it anywhere you want in a closet and just get like a nice the- <laughs> little glow light and you're good. I like somebody, uh- <laughs> the idea of somebody who blew out their bathroom as a grow room and then just use the bathtub. It's like, yeah, fuck it, man. This is the planter right there. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, pretty I, don't shower. I don't shower anymore, dude. Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, so I mean that is something that should you What's shouldn't so- need a you shouldn't need a dispensary. My history teacher, also uh, AP US history teacher, he was like all about weed legalization. He's like, you know, I wouldn't do it, but if it was legal, I'd I'd be smoking immediately. I think I would. Be. <laughs> and we're all, we were always like, well, when it's legal, we're gonna come and smoke you out. He's like, I would, I I would, I will enjoy that. I'll enjoy yeah. that. I'm That's like, a good history teacher. I'm like, bro, you're smoking weed now, fool. Like, yeah. I've seen, I've seen your like dusty geo storm that you drive in. Like, it's a stoner car. Like, you're not. I know you you're open a smart... the doors and pot clouds of smoke just come out. Oh yeah, we know. yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, I don't know <laughs> what know those dancing happening. teddy bear stickers are on my windshield. That's weird. <laughs> That's a, I, just I got like it from teddies. the last guy. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, like the number 420. Yeah. And I don't it's know that skull, that skull with the lightning bolt in the middle. I was just like, I don't know, that's cool. I like I like a sort of, you know, weather phenomenon. I think it's pretty rock and roll. <laughs> if I knew what that was. Uh, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about Louis Gomez. And we're back. Uh, and I've I've gotten a pronunciation lesson, and it's, uh, <laughs> so this guy Louis Gomert is <laughs> yeah, uh, he has been the anti-mask uh, masked crusader. Uh, yeah, he's just all about telling people that don't need them, don't What's need them. Uh, the there there was. Do we have that clip of him telling uh, the media that they're the only reason he would need to wear a mask? Yeah. So there was. I mean, just to give you sort of like on on talking points memo, they were kind of like breaking down the the road to this point where he now has coronavirus. I mean, that's right. sort of the reason we're talking about March 9th, He was giving capital, like he was giving tours of the Capitol with no mask after people saying like you have. Like, it's possible you may have been exposed to the COVID-19. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do tours in the Capitol building with groups of people. April Literally, s- fuck it, mask off. Yeah. yeah. April 7th, Gomert claims non-existent mist can kill virus for two weeks. People are like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's being used in Germany. They're like, what are you talking about? They're like, this is absolute garbage nonsense. Uh, totally, totally. Uh, the mist. He called, you know, right. the M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Accused the World Health Organization of cover-ups. You know, that's standard fare for the right. Uh, pushes to reopen because we're social animals. Like, we're animals, man. We just got to get out there and sniff each other's mm. butt. And then there was a meeting, like, where the president had all, um, a ton of politicians, like, in his cabinet and media, like, in a room. And everyone's like, uh, this isn't really socially distanced. We've seen some of the things, what's going on. And Louis Gohmert had to, like, cape for the president. And he's like, ah. Uh, thank you so much for giving us tests. This is him just sort of speaking on that. That you saw to it that we had tests 
and that nobody in here has the coronavirus unless it's somebody in the media. So the only reason we would wear masks is if we were trying to protect ourselves from you in the media, and we're not scared of you. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> try that one on, asshole. Um, yeah, so obviously he can't uh, conceive of anybody wearing masks to protect other people, uh, first of all. Uh, that's nah. just it means you're scared of others. Ass. Well, here's the problem is this guy is is willfully denying the existence of the whole reason to wear masks, which is asymptomatic transmission. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have 100% accurate tests yet. And again, that's that's the whole point. He's like, nobody in here has coronavirus, so why would we wear masks? And mm-hmm. like, again, the whole point is, one of you probably has coronavirus. Right. Chances are very high, based especially on like how ignorant they are and willfully ignorant they are of science. And yeah, you can so, get a coronavirus test and test negative and actually still have coronavirus. But it's and a he, test. Yeah. That's the thing. And I had it. Thank you, President Trump. And that's why I know <laughs> I'm not afraid of the media. That's why I will cough on everybody in this room. And right. so Thank his you. hope. Thank you, Gomer. He was about to go on a nice little plane ride to Texas with old El Presidente on Air Force One. And then, like, right before they're like, hey, sorry, bro, you can't come. He's like, why? Because uh, you got COVID, bro. Mm. Um, and. Now, I don't know. I don't know what he said in the aftermath. But, so his yeah. explanation is that the mask wearing he's been wearing so many masks uh, these past couple weeks that that's what gave him covid because oh, when he's wearing off. the mask, uh, he touches his face so much that uh, he thinks that some of the coronavirus got some germs got in the mask, I think was his. Mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder if that put some germs in the mask. Oh. Was, it, was his explanation. So what he's telling us is he doesn't know how to wear a mask correctly. Right. <laughs> That's why he got coronavirus. Right. Okay, yes. No, this is this this is nice that it's a great example of like proper proper mask wearing because you know a lot of people are doing this. And I bet they're getting germs inside their masks. And you yeah. know what else I'm getting inside my mask? Terrible coffee breath. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you in particular, just all of us are dealing oh, with man. our own coffee. I yeah. had some Zanku and cold brew, Woo. and I had to put a mask like, on. I almost, I almost passed oh out in God. the store. People were like, "What happened to this wow. man? Did something happen to him?" Like, it's my own breath. Please. They were like, "Uh oh, he has COVID." And you were yeah, like, like, "No, it's, no, it's I had Zanku, Zanku, and cold brew." They're like, "Get him out! Get him out now! Call an ambulance!" <laughs> Uh, Nancy Pelosi said she's uh, feels sorry for Gomert, but uh, is also also feel sorry for House members who are concerned because he had been showing up at meetings without a mask and making a thing of it. Uh, yeah. I feel recently. sorry for Nancy Pelosi because she's about to get primaried by Shahid Buttar. So. Yeah, that's mm. uh, I think we should all be na 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 hey hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, she's had her time. She's had her time. Uh, the interesting thing about even like the logic they apply, where it's like. Science doesn't matter until like you're trying to actually explain in some pseudo scientific way how you got coronavirus. Because before science, you didn't give a fuck, but now you're like, but the only logic you have is to act like compare COVID to like barbecue sauce. And you're like, I don't know, maybe I got the corona up under my fingernails from not cleaning right. enough, and then I got it in my. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. You knew um, you just. I, that's why I'm curious if that's. How many people are just sort of like, fuck, it's kind of a risky thing, but I got to play this part of guy who like rejects science because I'm such a hollow politician. Like, I just know what my marching orders are and they're willing to go into it and then be like, fuck. All right. I mean, this is sucked. literally like what happens with um, politicians who say they don't believe in climate change. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just, of course, they believe in climate change right. because they, they can it. see it. Yeah. But they're paid to say it's not real or you know, more often that it's natural. I'm and curious not what this split is with triage. COVID. Like how many fully right. people who are like, actually, I, I, I actually believe the things I'm saying rather than like yeah. I'm running with the sort of rhetorical football to right. the end zone. Or I'm saying to... this because I'm worried about, you know, the erosion of my personal liberties or whatever. Right. I mean, they're all saying that. But um, the cool thing about uh, infectious disease is it has no concept of the Constitution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It knows no boundaries. Uh, but I mean, they they do have some scientists on their side. Uh, there are the America's Frontline Doctors uh, group that spoke in front of the Supreme Court. I think it was over the weekend. And yeah, if you were wondering why phrases like alien sex and demon sperm were trending, uh, it's because the doctors who back up Gomert and Trump's perspective on the coronavirus uh, have have expounded on that as well. 
Um, there's a doctor from Texas uh, who they, they just, you know, she went out in front of the Supreme Court and was like, hey, like, we have the cure. They're just lying to you. The cure is hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> and uh, all good. Masks, you don't have to wear masks. Masks are useless. Just take hydroxychloroquine. Uh, they were like, a doctor said that we're good. They did not bother. Uh, like the president retweeted it. Uh, his son retweeted it. Uh, they did not bother to look at some of the other things that doctor had spoken about, such as. Uh, oh boy, you can. I've, that's my always my what? favorite game to play when you have some expert who's like coming out for something that's totally, uh, completely incorrect, and you're like, and their past comments. I'm like, okay, it's either racist, <laughs> anti-Semitic, or xenophobic, or Islamophobic. Yeah, it's kind of it? or homophobic, right? Uh, or is it like a or is she like a goop doctor? Yeah, I mean uh, it's so Sanjay Gupta. Dr. Stella Emanuel has uh claimed that gynecological problems are caused uh oh, and also even male impotence are the result of people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches, uh, and spiritual husbands and spirit wives. Uh, oh, that's okay. tight. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh wait. So then, okay. But what 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 was some of the, like sort but, of the false information she was sort of? <laughs> she uh, also she also claims that uh, we're putting uh, alien sperm in medicine to like try and affect people's DNA. Alien DNA is being used in certain medical treatments. Which um, ones? I'd like to get on them. I know. Seriously. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Um, isn't that isn't that Grimes? Isn't that what Grimes is doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about Grimes, <laughs> right? Uh, the next, the next pandemic is people becoming becoming Grimes. Right. There's just Grimes clones everywhere. Everyone's gonna get, everyone's gonna get like all shiny. You know, everyone's gonna start putting their hair up and like weird uh, alien braids and stuff, and uh, you know, Grimes Grimes type sheaths to put your hair in, and you know, I've, robot hands. Is and her bio. new music good? What's her new music like? I don't fucking like? know, man. I just I remember know. that first, first album. I was fucking with it. I was like, yeah. okay, this is dope. And yeah. then I was like, yeah. what happened? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The billboard says global warming is good. And I'm like, oh, so cheeky. Oh, so oh. cheeky. Mm. <laughs> All right, bitch. Throw your baby in the ocean. Um, <laughs> this doctor also said that, um, so social media cracked down on the video, obviously. Like Breitbart shared it. Trump shared it. So it was viewed 8 million times. Uh, before Facebook took it down, uh, and she said that uh, if they didn't put it back, Jesus Christ would destroy Facebook servers. Uh, and that oh, so Christ lives in Palo Alto? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. So that didn't that didn't happen. Uh, so and that and then the the other doctors from the from the America's Frontline Doctors group are of dubious uh their their credentials are dubious we're we're still looking into them but oh, um man. yeah this uh, whole, yeah i mean bless them this is where they're at i mean and for her poor dr stella i mean normally uh white women could just call the police to try and like make their threats real and now since that doesn't work anymore she has to summon the wrath of jesus christ himself uh, and look what happened. Did yeah. and I'm from what I'm seeing are the Facebook the Facebook servers are intact. So as of right now, but we don't know <laughs> what the timeline is on the threat. Right, right. So. Well, because God need does work picks. in mysterious ways. So I'm gonna need pics of all the Facebook servers and also their exact um, GPS coordinates. It's for something else. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Just latitudinal and longitudinal information. I, mean, really, I don't need the address, just like coordinates yeah. that you could like feed into like a drone or something. But as it's we, not for that. As we speak, though, the old fuckerberg is getting grilled on the hill. So I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. I'm curious to know what that whole Bezos Love Zuckerberg cookbook cookbook. God, Tim Cook cookbook. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> All right, cookbook. You, <laughs> right, you cookbook. know a jock in high school Burned. called him that. Burned, he's, yeah. All right, cookbook. What's up, cookbook? Has anybody ever called Gomert, Gomert Pile of shit? Because uh, so. it was also a good, a good sick wow. burn that I came up Gomert with. Um, yeah, I, on that subject, I do feel like, yeah, the tech execs are getting grilled, and that's great, I mean, that's and they're it, talking though. about breaking it up. But yeah, I... I don't know. I think it's worth keeping in mind. Like, uh, I think Bloomberg po posted an article talking about how bad it would be for every single one of those companies 
if Trump loses the 2020 or yeah, the 2020 election. Yeah. Um, mm. And like, you know, for a fact that that is what, like they all want Trump to win. That's, Im- that's oh, important yeah. to keep in mind because. And that's why he will. Right. That's right. why Facebook is, you know, so, so dangerous and will continue to be so dangerous uh, as well as Instagram, Twitter, I'm sure. It's like the All fucking those. oil and gas industry, like what that was years ago, where it's like, uh, you, can't, you can't just let these people run amok and make all this fucking money. Like, there's problems with this industry, and they're not even being on it. They know how bad their shit is, and they're not even telling everybody because they're making so much money, and y'all are just going to let them do that. It's the same thing with the social media and, like, these tech companies where a lot, so much money's being made. And it's like, yeah, dude, we know what the bad parts are, but like, have you seen these balance sheets? Like, that's what the fucking end of the day it's all about. And I'm, um, yeah, like we're already seeing the the sort of spillover of a completely unregulated, you know, tech sector and the problems that's bringing. Especially like, yeah, to your point, Jack, about Facebook, they're just like shrugging and they're like, I mean, what is news really? What's the nature of like information, honestly? Like, because a lie could be real to someone, so therefore. Is racism actually bad? I don't know. I'm Mark Zuckerberg. That's been my time. I have to leave in my transporter now. Right. And well, they... it's not just um, one thing that I think is really interesting is that backlash is not coming just from outside, like from the government, but also from within the companies. Like there was a walkout at Google that was organized by a long time, like a Google lifer almost. And this kind of stuff has been happening. And I think the only reason any of the disinformation stuff really got addressed at Facebook is because employees demanded it. Right. Um, so it's it's cool to see that you can't be a company that big and be like, we're not evil and be so evil and not have your employees who are like mostly very smart people that you hired because they're fucking geniuses be like, this seems stupid, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Can't fool all the people all the time. Was it Google or Amazon that had the Pentagon project that their employees were Bezo. like? Uh, well, they all had versions. I know like- right. Uh, they were all they're, bidding on like. I think Amazon lost Pentagon. a cloud computing contract because Whoa. Trump hated the Washington Post. Right, uh, was the one having to do that, and I think it was something with Microsoft. One of the other tech companies was working with like ICE or DH. I don't know. One of those. Just yeah, fucked. It was up. Amazon working with ICE, and like one thing about Amazon is that most of their money now comes from um, their cloud computing service, yeah. uh, and they host they host servers for like Netflix, which is like almost like 20% of all of the fucking information going through the internet right now is like streaming video on Netflix. It's yeah. huge, 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 huge amounts of information. What streaming means is not just convenience, but like a, a huge technology infrastructure that we don't have that is being built. And that's what 5G is about. And that's what, uh, you know, there's no more fucking net neutrality. And that's what that's about. Right. Like, this is all by design. Yeah. Uh, including the fact that 5G gives you coronavirus, right? What? Including 5G the fact that gave 5G Louis Gomer you... coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's actually five five Gomer. Did you <laughs> five Gomer? Did you? I don't know. I, I've if you've seen those commercials like Milana Vintrube as an AT and T person, and they're like talking on a laptop with someone who's like, "I'm here to answer your questions," and someone's like, "Should I be excited about five G?" In my mind, I'm always like turning it into a sketch where it right. goes like an <laughs> off the rails conspiracy theory video, and without fail, every time I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> "Do something funny about five G," and I'm like, "What?" I'm so bored. I have nothing going on. Yeah. And before we go to a break, uh, so it looks like Trump may have given up on Michigan. We're we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I mean, but... I, yeah, it definitely like though. for now. Uh, yeah. Michigan is like at least from an ad buying, uh, like ad buying perspective, the like the ad dollars and the ad spend has basically come to a halt. Mm. Um, they haven't. This is the art ad. of the deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things, right? Because on one level, like Joe Biden's like outspending him, I think like three to one there. And his lead is just building. So it could just be sort of like, all right, look, why throw all this money away where it could be a lost cause? Because uh, realistically, Trump has more paths to the 270 electoral college votes he needs than uh, Joe Biden does. So because of that, it's like, yeah, look, you're not spending in Michigan, although that was a that was like one of the states that was was like, oh, shit, okay, so you took that off of uh, the Democrats. Um, But now I think when you look at just sort of the reduced support from, like, non-college educated white voters, that's that's going down. 
uh, suburban voters are like fleeing in uh, specifically Michigan and now more like hopefully very motivated black voters uh, to come out. It's just being like, eh, maybe not there. So while that's happening, I mean, he's definitely also spending in states like Ohio, Georgia, and like possibly looking to flip Nevada or Minnesota. Uh, but, you know, I think it just kind of they're doing the thing where it's like, Ugh, yeah, this this guy isn't <laughs> interested in like expanding a base and we don't just throw right. money away. Uh, but there's plenty of allies and like, you know, they're still door knocking and things like that. But it's it's interesting to sort of watch something that was pretty, pretty uh, good chunk of votes for him. So he'd have to do better in a different state if he loses. uh, Yeah, or like Michigan. Look look to flip. Look to flip some other states. So you know that's like sort of the the chase. That makes me very nervous when he looks like he's given up. I think you guys are just looking at uh, one side of the coin here. You're looking at what he's spending on attracting voters. What you're not looking at is the money he's spending to on voter suppression. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I bet you for every dollar he's not spending on ads in a state like that where it looks, you're like, well, it looks like he's given up, something's going on. Exactly. I think it's that voter suppression is being ramped the well, fuck up. Well, that's the only other, places. yeah, any place that that's not happening, I mean, luckily, I mean, not luckily, he has plenty of people who are willing to do that on his behalf because I think for, you know, the overt corporatocracy class, oligarch class, they're like, yeah, man. And if uh, we kind of got to like keep this going for another four years to figure out what the, the real exit strategy is going to be here. Uh, right. So, yeah, all that to say, it's all swirling around and no one can ever be confident on either side. It's just People have to at least do the ma- bare minimum in this instance and vote and then <laughs> then deal with the rest of it after that. Well, you know, mail your vote in. Right. Yeah. And then. It, oh, but why? You know, the massive voter fraud, honestly, uh, you know, it's like they really, are going really, they're definitely going to dispute any mailed-in votes for sure. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be all votes. That's going to be all of 2021, by the way. Yeah, it's the mail-in the ballot. Legal battle you know over what? The mail-in Dude, just do like a prescient uh like sort of uh Halloween costume. Be a mail-in ballot now. Yeah. For next Halloween. Well, it'll be, like, be the hanging that. chads of yeah. this next 12 months. Um, the early odds are back, honey. <laughs> in a big way. Um, All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And it's time for another segment of a cool thing I heard on this other podcast. Uh, I was listening while I was off, uh, just studying for the Daily Zeitgeist. That's where, that's training where up I in your, was. Just in your podcast dojo. Just in a dark, yeah. in a dark room. It's just, just a listening. closet where he listens to podcasts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no karate going on. Um, no. But no, I was listening to 99% Invisible, and uh, they had this episode that made me realize how possible it is to improve the way that public safety is conducted in America. So, and just like how realistic police abolition and defunding the police uh, goals are. So it's not about the police uh, overtly. It's about paramedics. um, And the fact that before 1970, when you had someone having a health emergency and you called for help, you didn't know who was going to show up, but it wasn't paramedics. It would either be uh, the local uh, mortician, just because they had a hearse, which was capable of like, transporting a body to the hospital or a human to the hospital or it'd be the fire department or it would be the police. So starting in 1970 or right before 1970, uh, there was a neighborhood in Pittsburgh that was predominantly black called the Hills uh, that basically got tired of the police not showing up when someone was having a heart attack. Uh, And so they created that it was basically meant initially meant to be like a taxi service for people who needed to get to the hospital and now there's an idea right yeah exactly but then the pittsburgh medical community found out about this plan that they were running out of this place called freedom house in that neighborhood and so the Pittsburgh medical community like they hooked up with the dude who invented CPR and who believed that you know, quick medical attention from a layperson was better than waiting until you got someone's dead body to the hospital, essentially. So he trained these, what were meant to be taxi 
drivers, these young black men from the neighborhood that had been abandoned to die by the police to do emergency medicine and use some of the tactics from like military medicine uh, to like save lives. And it worked so well that like starting in like the sixties, you see the percentage of deaths by major causes like accidents was in the sixties, mid sixties, high sixties. And after this like caught on by the late seventies, it was like in the low forties. So it was just like (laughs) they, a whole bunch of people were dying needlessly because they were just sending the police when somebody was like having a heart attack. Uh, yeah. And and then they show up and like, what's, what's, what what are you sick? What is this? They just didn't give a shit. They weren't the right people for it. They didn't care. They weren't like uh, Mm. called to save people's lives. Mm. And so, I mean, the point that Roman Mars, the host of the podcast uh, calls out is just like, that is like, think about how often police are showing up to a mental health crisis or a family fight or a bad drug trip or like, so anything that could be solved by almost anyone other than, you know, an armed person uh, who is statistically more likely to themselves be a domestic abuser than any other profession. Like 40% of police officers are in households uh, where domestic abuse is a problem. And, you know, we give them less training than hairstylists. So I guess the hope would be that this era of policing version of reality that we all exist in right now and have you know, have existed and taken for granted will seem antiquated by the time we die of old age or whatever. They'll have to tell their kids about the time when you... Old age. Right. For podcast listeners, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. You mean no money. Right. But when, like, kids won't believe, hopefully, like, there, there could be a future where kids won't believe that when you had a problem, you called 911 and a person with a, a violent person with a gun showed up. Like that uh, is something that we just like take for granted. And that's uh, that shouldn't be the case any more than like the idea of paramedics should have had to have been invented in 1970. Like they, it right. just seems like one of those obvious things that uh, it just took. Obvious in retrospect. Right. Obvious in retrospect. And immediately everybody just took it for granted. Now it's everywhere or, yeah or you just use the language you're using right is how we would look at it retrospectively to your point is like yeah someone needed uh like a social worker and a violent guy with gun showed up right like, that's what it is it's like stop sending violent people to solve issues that don't require that any require what, what do we what do we need these people for exactly right because they There's... can't even help you if your bike is stolen so where the fuck is that crime solving at but i think at the, really that point of all yeah we are not we are not actually deploying the correct people to those who are in need of assistance. So right. and in general, we're just not here to help people when they are in need of assistance. I think it's like a larger cultural flaw that we have in this country. Yeah. I mean, there's been studies that show that four point four percent of dispatches when police are like dispatched to a location, four point four percent of those are calls about any sort of violence, assault, gunfire, robbery. Uh, you know, anything that would require somebody who has training in how to deal with violence to to be okay. there. That's four so percent. We'll give we'll give the cops one percentage point more. They can keep five percent of their staff. Right. And then exactly. we'll figure out what to do with that other ninety five percent. There you go. I think it's pretty funny that this is one of those things that both police and police unions and police abolitionists agree on. Is right. that I shouldn't be the are one assigned yeah. a lot I mean, there are a lot of um cops you know particularly like you know chiefs of police in major cities and in a lot of their statements they'll say we deal with xyz all these crazy things and they're saying it like look what look what cops do but you know when you see it you're like cops shouldn't have to do any of that stuff and they say like we make these sacrifices we attend to all these sorts of different things and like and those those are a lot of the interactions that don't go well you know so yeah, it's it's funny that like both police and people who would like the police to be abolished are like agree on the fact that police uh are asked to solve a lot of problems that they are not trained right. for right. and don't know what to do. I mean at that point I'd like I'd imagine if you're like okay, you're right. So then like let's do let's pilot something 
where we have yeah. people that are actually going to respond. And then when that pilot program is over, it's like, wait, so what did y'all do this whole time? Right. Yeah. It's like even the people that think police abolition is like a crazy pipe dream are, you know, the, the response is always, well, you're sure going to want the police when you've uh, been when your house has been broken into and your stuff stolen and you assaulted. Right. right? And the implication there is you're going to want a violent guy with a gun to come to your house when all this stuff is happening to you so he can defend you. And then mistake me actually for the perpetrator, even though I'm the victim. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like go to the too. wrong house or yeah. something and like not have a lawyer there. Like just the idea that a cop should come to anybody's house without a lawyer present to witness the whole exchange is like a little, a little, yeah. well, it just doesn't make sense. It I just doesn't make sense. The vision when you think just, about people's safety. Yeah. The vision yeah. isn't like, well, what do you do without cops? It's like, no, no, no. What do you, what does a world look like where less people are desperate? Right. right. And it's like, what if you only had to call the cops when you were assaulted? Right. Because right. right now, cops are called when your neighbor's being noisy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the same level of urgency. Right. No, 100%. But they will arrive with some urgency like, oh, okay, so what? Exactly. They're running guns back here with this where this and music's this is, coming from? You're like, Whoa, This is what? why calling the cops is bad. Like, for people who are like, I would call the cops for an emergency this is why calling the cops as the police exist right now is so risky right. is because like it doesn't matter what you're calling them about. It doesn't matter if you're like, I see a homeless guy in the street and I think he needs help. Right. Mm -hmm. Who do you call in that situation? You know, those are situations where people are like, I guess I'll call the cops because I don't know who else to call. Right. Because you want to help and you hope that the cops will help. Yeah. But the reality, as we see, is that cops are not fucking trained to deal with that situation and they're going to deal with it by escalating it and making it violent because that's what they're trained for. Yeah. Right. And it should be, there should be someone else that you immediately are like, oh, just like now when somebody's having a heart attack, you call a fucking paramedic. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Nobody's like, call the cops. No, you, you call somebody who knows what to do in that situation. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, this person is in distress and needs help. That's not the cops. That's yeah. this yeah, other that's number you call. You call 611. Yes. And then, it's a medical emergency. You're like, I don't want you to like pick this guy up off the street and put him in jail or like steal his shit. I want you to help him. Right. You know, and cops are like, people are asking us to help in all these kinds of situations. And they're fucking right. <laughs> like yeah. nobody should be asking cops to deal with every single problem that exists in a, in a city of people. Just, yeah. Just give these badges to these social workers because those are the people <laughs> who need to be. out. And you think about even in L.A. County, like how horribly understaffed we are. If we even wanted to do something like that, it was something like. There's only there's like less than 20 people, professionals who are dealt with some kind of like crisis intervention sort of outreach in the county. Well, ju just like in the 70s, they didn't have anybody to do this. Right. And mm -hmm. so they trained people. Right. Yeah. That's how you get those people. And so, yeah, yeah, we just got to like it's like, OK, so let's do the new thing rather than be like, well, how do we fix the shitty thing? It's like, no, no, no. See, this is the part of the evolution where we realize that yeah. thing is uh, that's a wrap. In you, that know yes. you know who was Bad pissed idea. when the paramedics first started uh, doing a really good job at this? The police. There, there were rumors going around that uh, the paramedics were actually like dealing drugs out of the ambulances. And, of course. And then a up, racist dude. mayor came in and fired all of the paramedics. And uh, fortunately, it was such a monstrous success that like that didn't totally work. And it also spread beyond uh, Pittsburgh. But... Uh, Obviously, it was it wasn't just like a a Disney Pittsburgh, movie dude. where everybody succeeds and uh, people are like, you know, we can all work together. There was all sorts of institutional corruption and bullshit. Um, but that's that's in the seventies. Talking yeah. sh talking shit about paramedics, how petty you are. You're like, yeah, I think that's what that's what y'all sound like. Right, right. Everyone who's like about who needs to abolish the police. That's what you fucking sound like. <laughs> right. Paramedics is also a dope name. So whatever these positions are that we're going to invent to replace police, we have to come up with like dope names that make them sound like they parachute into a fucking like crisis <laughs> and just crush. I it. think we should give them parachutes too. I think everyone should oh, receive yeah. parachute training from the government, <laughs> free of charge. Yeah. At the library, there should be like a field the... outside where yeah. you learn how to parachute. <laughs> That's that the yeah, the etymology of that is because of a parachute. Parachute. <laughs> All right, and finally, we do want to tell you guys about uh, a hero, a local hero. Uh, no, not not really, but uh, a guy who pulled off the PPP scam uh, to 
just uh we were saying mask off before in respect to louis gomert and uh this guy was a little bit mask off a little too mask off when it came to the fuckery going down with his ppp loan the PPP loans already has just been fuck fest 2020. You know right. what I mean? Whether it's people who fucking don't deserve it. No, no, no. Miles, that makes it sound cool. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Fuck fest 2020. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll, that we'll sounds put, awesome. a, put a pin yeah. in that one for now. <laughs> Fucker, uh, bullshit fest 2020. Anyway, you know, because usually it's Woodstock like people who 96. don't deserve it. <laughs> right. <laughs> people who don't deserve it or like actual small business owners being left in the cold saying, like, what the fuck was that? You just hooked up a bunch of people who didn't need money. Um, but that, you know, with a program like that, of course, you're going to find opportunistic fraudsters and, uh, David Hines of Miami was inspired by what he was seeing the people in the 1% doing and said, eh, fuck it. Maybe I'll just lie too and act like I need money and, uh, I'll get, I'll buy stuff I don't need. So, uh, he basically, he's being charged, uh, with, you know, fraudulently obtaining $3.9 million in PPP loans. This is how so apparently it was easy enough that this man, just had to forge some documents uh, and say that he was applying to like a bank to, on behalf of all these different companies. And first he was trying to get 13 and a half million. And they were like, no, uh, we can, sorry, sir. We can only give you 3.9. He, right. This man immediately turned around and bought a 2020 Lamborghini Huracan uh, <sighs> and then went on a shopping spree, like at all these like luxury retailers in Miami. And then like they, then they caught him, seized all this shit. But, in my mind, when I look at it, I'm like, see, this is kind of like what's funny because even it's not just like a rich person thing. It's just like how we are shown examples of how to make money. It's sort of like, yo, man, find like a little hustle and then yeah. like work that thing. So it's just funny. I'm like, yeah. So in this in this way, David Hines was just really merely acting in the same way that people uh, in these upper classes are. Yeah. I mean, how are how is any young person supposed to be held accountable for scamming when they, they look who the president is like look yeah. who succeeds all, in our country well and then just the nature of how businesses operate and the people's relationship with their own labor to their employers like every right. it just feels like a fucking bum deal so when you have that you're like why the fuck am i nobody's gonna play by the rules anymore there are no fucking rules everybody's being mistreated and even like in a way sorry you're like you know, coronavirus, they act like, you know, like, fortunately, they act like the Constitution doesn't exist or it's not a real thing. So are these politicians. So, right. you know, at every level, it's like, what what is sacred anymore? And it almost feels like most of the time people just have their own humanity and their own personal relationships to feel like, OK, I can do right in this situation out there. It can be very dark and not understanding and sympathetic. But yeah, uh, but this is but these are the messages we see. That from the top down. So, of course, people are going to start doing their own shit and taking advantage of this. It just, you, you, there's, I think just the next thing to keep an eye on are there's a lot of talk about some of the tax breaks and stuff that are going to be cut into the next potential relief, financial relief uh, bill. Hopefully, if the GOP can figure out if they're willing to help needy people, which seems to be the big uh, holdup right now. Uh, but there's a lot of people on the even Democrats who are supporting this thing that if you really look at it, a lot of tax people are like, dude, you're you're finding a way to give like a hundred billion dollars away, like if people do their taxes sneakily. So, yeah, why the like at every even the people that you have voted into office, you're like, oh, y'all are helping with that, too. So what do I what, right. what, what are the rules anymore? And it's giving a hundred billion dollars away to people who don't need it just people who are able to pay somebody enough to tell them about the loophole in the tax code or whatever absolutely um yeah and by the way i don't want to let david hines uh 29 of miami totally off the off the hook he's very evidently a piece of shit and uh yeah. was was cited last thursday uh he was got a 100 hundred dollar ticket for not wearing his mask uh well while tearing ass around uh miami in his lambo yeah well, sorry, June. It has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you? You can follow my comedy show, High Priestess, at High Priestess Comedy on Instagram. You can go to my website, heysarajune.com. I think I might start a newsletter. I don't know. I might get crazy, but um, the stuff's, stuff's <laughs> all on there. Heysarajune.com. Yeah. I fuck around and start a <laughs> Substack, baby. Everyone's doing it. It's a very, it's, I hate not performing, but I also hate performing over Zoom. So, um, you know, it sucks. I, I really hope 
everyone is doing okay in pandemic and that we can be, get a vaccine soon. Um, yeah. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, there is a tweet by at uh, Ugarls. I don't know who this person is, but I really enjoyed this tweet. Um, Every 18 seconds, a person tests positive for COVID-19. This is that man. And then there's a picture of Jair Bolsonaro. Uh, <laughs> just nonstop. I've been thinking about it nonstop. Um, also, before I log off the cast, um, I just want to say during one of the breaks, um, three of my roosters were collected by a man who I thought was going to slaughter them, but it turns out they're going to a very nice farm um, and they will have a lot of a Sorry. lot of room. It's like a, That's a what lot they of tell acres. You. Yeah. I know, they tell but you. no, he's gonna send me pictures. He did taste um, their poop and rub it on his gums, right? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure he it, was, did. it was good shit. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I was upset because you know they were kind of scared, and um, you know I I didn't just didn't want them to to be scared or suffer. And he was like, "Oh no, we have like all this acreage," and I was like, "Oh, that's so nice." So um, to Acreage one is of... filled with discarded chicken corpses that they can feast their eyes. <laughs> Just zyking. All this acreage uh, what... and this delicious batter that we have. One of the chickens was Julian. Somebody uh, asked for a chicken to be named uh, Julian, and so and so it was, and, and that oh. rooster is going to a very nice farm. Yeah. Yep. Same with uh, that one problem dog we had when I was eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, uh, Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where we just, you know, take a break, talk about some reality TV, specifically 90 Day Fiance. Uh, a few tweets I like. Uh, first one is from at Emily Gorsensky. It says, hey, Portland port protesters, you're all very, very brave, and there's something you need to do over the next weeks, months, and years. Do cancer screenings and keep secure records. Um, yeah, I can only imagine what being wow. out there for 60 days straight may happen and what kind of chemicals that they were in the presence of, but that is uh, eerie and something, yeah. Uh, also, another one from at Evan Jake Hessler says, the good thing is after the secret police takes one of your friends, you can go home, crack open a beer, and watch a totally normal baseball game with cardboard cutouts in the stands and fake crowd noise. <laughs> <laughs> and another one is from at SodaMom23. Uh, she says, you're going to send your kid to school with the Paw Patrol mask, and he's going to come home with the Spider-Man mask because he made a trade at lunch. Whole school going to be shut down the next day. Uh, <laughs> yes. That I can only imagine the mask trading economy between oh, children. Oh, man. Honestly, whoever wrote that, put them put them in charge of public policy. Right. Right. Exactly. They're like, yeah. That's foresight. That's the new Betsy DeVos is at Soda Mom 23. <laughs> Thank you, Soda Mom. <laughs> Thank you. We salute an American hero. Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, that that Regis Philbin, uh, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, clip where the guy wins the million dollars for the first time and is like, "I'd like to call my parents," and then he's like, "I don't need your help. I just I know the answer, and I wanted to tell you that I'm about to win a million dollars." And then gives That's the answer. Uh, Alex Edelman summed up my thoughts. He said, "If the question was." What is your own first name? I still wouldn't have the balls to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most, I don't know, confident thing anyone's but yeah, ever But Jack, done. if it was something to do with Jaws, you uh, would do that. Yeah, but really? the, question, the question is, which of these U.S. presidents appeared on the television series Laugh-In? Like, Richard Nixon. Yeah, I know. But you know but what? I, I bet I that they watched the TV, that episode of Laugh-In together. Because yeah. then I was like, wait. Uh, what's her face? Goldie Hawn was a comedian? <laughs> like, I had no idea until like I knew what the fuck laughing was. I was like, holy shit, bro. I'm an ignorant 12-year-old. Hmm. Old TV's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Charpentier, Charpentier tweeted, I'll, Charpie. Uh, tweeted, I'll tell you this much, between my mask, sunglasses, and wireless headphones, I've never asked more of my ears. And <laughs> my ears are tired at the end of the day. Uh, you can Just find me raw. on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Oh, uh, we are going out on the artist 79.5. 
um, which is really yeah. uh, it's just it's singer songwriter uh, Kate Madison, but this like uh, the whole this whole album that she has out um, it's not I don't think I don't know how I think it came out two years ago it's called Predictions it just has like this really great lo-fi like it just feels like a really solid small three to four piece band playing in the living room with just you know sort of these ideas that are going like across ages and genres um and so this track is called sisters unarmed and it's just a dope track man it's gonna get your toe tapping put some honey in your hips and just enjoy that as we just got a few more few more hours till this weekend mm. all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then